Welcome to episode 44 of Collector's Quest. We're back after a week off. I was gone at the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, and that kind of leads us to our topic. Way back on episode 7, we did conventions as the topic, and we spoke about the perspective of the buyer. This time, we have the perspective of the vendor, as I've now vended twice, and I give you guys some tips to kind of deal with vendors and see kind of what they're seeing to help you negotiate through that process. I also want to call out a few people just you know, in general, who made the show great. First off, Super Video Game Bros and Dammit Steve and Lost Levels for hosting such an awesome event. Sabotage 64. Gonna mess up your name, Alex, but Katsujin 1080, Archon Turtle, the VGB, Excitebike Games. I talked to so many good people over the expo. It was Reno the Collector, CWR2, Level 1, 1, Pipleps underscore Pickups, Johnny Fives Alive, Game Thieves, jboo24 yeah there was just a bunch instacritic the mac guru so just such a great crowd this year if you guys can make it to any of their events i 100 percent recommend it it was a really good time and also as far as cq pick of the week i want to go ahead and announce that as well it's vega the chosen and it's not just because he has one great pick it's because he's been rocking the tag the whole time and it's, you know, even when we weren't doing it, he's been putting it out there. I wanted to pick him because I appreciate that he's been representing this whole time. So Vega the Chosen, thanks very much. If you don't follow his page, go ahead and check it out. He puts out some pretty good stuff. Thanks again. And everybody else, keep putting it out because we've, we're starting to get a nice like uh, collection of picks to choose from. And I want to call out more names. Now stay tuned for the show. another episode of collector's quest i'm cat here with johnny hey cat how's it going good i have candy <laughs> you have candy yes that's my combat for tiredness podcast and candy i i do not have candy which is um probably for the best my stomach probably would not take candy today that's okay i have lots i'll eat for both of us <laughs> i i am jealous i love candy so well did you eat any candy this weekend i know you had a good weekend you were at the convention Yes, I did have a good weekend. I did eat candy. I I ate some licorice, like, um, actually. So, it was pretty good. Uh, and how was, was the convention? convention was good. It was hot. It was very hot. But it was actually a very good time. And um, let me let me quantify that a little bit for people. I hate to be hot more than most things. I hate it. I'm already wearing, like, this ridiculous fat suit. Uh, so I'm so well insulated the idea of being in a warm place just is not my favorite thing. So it was like 100 degrees in there, 90 degrees in there, with like a bunch of bodies, which is a good thing um, because we needed it to be busy. But uh, yeah, and just like fans. So it was very hot. I was very sweaty. And it was still good. So that's why, that's what I'm saying. Even though I was that hot, and usually that would make me like a tyrant and not a person you want to be around, uh, I was pleasant and I had a good time. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I kind of had to live vicariously through Instagram because I wasn't there, but it looked like it was an awesome time. Yeah, we were having a good time. I This time, I shared a booth with uh, two other individuals, and that was Excitebike Games on Instagram and at the VGDB on Instagram, and uh, that made our booth, uh, they helped promote it, so that made our booth uh, particularly busy, and 
it was nice to have help. So we were all like watching each other's areas and helping with sales and lots of people from Instagram came up to talk to us. So it was a really good time. Awesome. And, and were you happy? Did you see lots of people from Instagram? I did. You know, we had at least 20 people uh, come up to me and talk to me about the podcast specifically. And then there was just a bunch of other Instagrammers there as well. And everybody was uh, super positive and uh, pleasant. And everyone said they liked the podcast. Okay. Well, then that's good. I, I feel bad that I missed it. <laughs> yeah. We, we did have people ask about you. In fact, I had uh, in some of the posts I put up about it, I had a few people who were like, Cat's not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. I was like, oh, oh, no, really? I was like, yeah, I'm like, well, she's in Nova Scotia. And like, you know, Cat, look, you're a draw. I believe that. I believe you would draw attendance. However, there's other cool things to do at the convention. Yes. And to go say hi to you, obviously. Well, I mean, even like, look, they could hate me and they might. And that's fine. Like, I get it. But uh, there's still you could just avoid me completely and then do all the other cool things that were going on in that show so yeah it was, there was so much going on they had a lot of youtubers there like they had you know pat was there they had uh frank they had game chasers they had i forget who else they had they had like five or six other pretty big draws and yeah was, i mean there was just a lot going on especially in such a uh you know for a new show like to have that kind of lineup was pretty good yeah Awesome. And what was your favorite? Like, did you have a favorite thing or that was really cool or? My favorite thing was actually just talking to other Instagrammers because uh, we we set up our booth in such a way that invited people to come in and hang out and talk with us. And I let, you know, I brought people behind the table, asked them if they want to sit down, chat. Uh, that was my favorite part. I didn't actually get up and go to any of the things. I got to hit the convention floor a little bit more this time because uh, we had three people watching the booth as opposed to just Nick or I. Right. Um, which could, like last time, which could be a little overwhelming if it's just, you know, one person there because we had good traffic last time and, and good traffic this time. Uh, so that was, that was my favorite part. Like I could get up and walk away from the booth when I needed to. And there was always someone there to talk to, like somebody, a new face. So lots of good stories, lots of good pictures. I, I didn't, like, I didn't even get to take that many good pictures because I was just busy. That's awesome. That's so good to hear because that means it was obviously a really good convention. Oh yeah, no, it was uh it was great. It was uh for me personally, I made less money than I made last time, but I still made plenty of money that it was like more than worth it and got like cool trades and like even just seeing the people would have made it worth it. But yeah, like I I made less money, but I wasn't bummed out. I also pretty much brought the same stuff I had last time. So this was just like the leftovers from the last convention and I still did pretty well. So on, on that front, yeah, it was also very good. And that's kind of what we can talk about today is what it's like to be on both sides of the convention now. Because now I've done it twice where I've sold and then, you know, normally I'm just a customer. Yes. So I think we can maybe add some insight to that uh, convention episode we did way back when, back in like November, early November, I think it was episode seven, which was only like your third episode. Yeah, no, I'm interested to hear too, because obviously I wasn't there and I'd be interested to see if any of your tips or tricks or things to do have changed from the last episode. Uh, yeah, and I'd be happy to share that, but we should, you know, it's rude. How was your weekend? Uh, busy. <laughs> busy? Yeah, I, I know you were on the edge of nowhere. I was in the edge of nowhere, but I was with my fast car and, and uh, my husband and good friends, so that made up for it. You know, I brought Mario Kart, so, like, I still had a game with me. I Yeah, I saw the picture. But you should tell people, because 
even as you told me this, I guess I knew knew you guys worked on cars and did stuff with cars, but I didn't understand that you actually had a fast car. So tell us about your fast car. Okay, so my husband uh, builds uh, performance, high performance Subarus. So um, I've grown up around fast cars. My mom raced and everything like that. So um, finally, I feel like I'm at the bottom of the totem pole because obviously the paid work comes first. But finally, I've, my car has been finished. It's been built. It's almost totally tuned. So uh, we got to take it up to um, New Brunswick for a uh, drag racing weekend for its kind of first runs and figure out the rest of the things. So I thought it would be fitting while we were going to be there doing car things to to bring Mario Kart along. Yeah, definitely fitting. So let's just clarify a little bit further. This is just like your everyday car. So you don't have like, is it a comfortable vehicle? Or are you just like, are you like a stripped out race car, like with a big mother? <laughs> like what's going on? No, it is street legal. Um, what I, it's by, by no means is it my everyday car. It's about, uh, right now about 520 all wheel horsepower. So it's not my everyday car. I have, do take it to go get groceries. I do take it to do wedding dress fittings, but I have like normal SUV as my everyday car. This is a, a summer only enjoy nice weather driving car that does go fast if you should want to take it racing. And. Uh, did you go very fast this weekend? Um, I didn't run because I got up there later. Uh, John ran and, uh, he did pretty good. Um, need some better tires. Um, didn't get a whole lot of traction, which is good. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see next year when it's really had some more time into tuning how fast it'll go and, and with drag tires on. It's at the point now where the, uh, everyday street tires are just not cutting it. Yeah. You are talking about stuff that I only understand from playing RC Pro Am. You're like, car, goes fast. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, I remember needing tires, give us traction, okay, yeah. Traction yeah. is needed when you have power so you don't spin. Right. Right. Yep. So that, that's that's kind of the gist of what I was getting at. Like, you've got that, I feel like. No, 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 I, I understood. But, like, really, my base knowledge from that, uh, as I established it as a child, came from RC Pro-Am, and then I, I've since built on that from other games, but... Yeah, my my first understanding really did come from RC Pro Am. That's not a joke. Oh, that's too funny. Well, it was just it's like playing real life video games. In yeah, a fast pretty much. Car. Yeah. With with no extra lives though. <laughs> Should you do something incredibly stupid? Yeah, that makes it a, a lot more depressing. Way to take it to a depressing place. Oh, I'm sorry. That's your department. <laughs> I don't like. I don't take things to a depressing place. I'm a positive person. Oh, sometimes you get a little dark. Well, I mean, maybe, but I do generally believe in uh, that good things will happen. They might just yeah. go hap. Like, I also kind of believe that sometimes things just have to go horribly wrong first for them to get better. But maybe, well, maybe that's where that darkness comes from. I guess sometimes. Should I talk like this the whole time? No, no, we're talking about happy things. I have a bright pink lace painted engine bay. It's happy things, not unhappy things. We put some Mario Kart in with that. It's like the perfect combination. Everything is so black and dark and sad. No, you're wrong. <laughs> it's all shadow and no light. There's you had a good weekend. I oh, had a good yeah. weekend. Nothing is sad. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, come on now. Though I, I do enjoy talking. Like I feel a little bit like Batman, so. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be an episode if you didn't, you know, like have some sort of voice, impression, sing, you know, do something, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I am being known for that. I was actually telling people, uh, this weekend that when we were conceptualizing the show and when I was like in my head, like, okay, 
and before I really knew you, I was like, okay, what do I want Cat to be? Okay. <laughs> like, and this is a real thing. I'm like, I want Cat to be like the talent and like the draw. And I will just be the boring numbers guy. And I'm happy just to be like, and this game <laughs> is very rare and sold over a hundred thousand copies, but it's still very much in demand. Like, I was happy to be the boring numbers guy. And, uh, what I realized, uh, much like in my marriage, is that I'm the, I'm the wacky one. And I don't know how that happened. Okay, well, maybe you're always wacky and you're just not capable of just being the boring person. Uh, yeah, well, no, because, see, that implies that you're a boring person. That's, and oh, that's not well, the- I'm not boring. No, no, and you're not. And that's, I, I don't want to go down that road. But, like, I expected to be just like, I expected you to be like more of the energy, not that you're not energy, but I was like, where I wasn't supposed to show my true colors on the show. I was just supposed to be kind of boring. Oh, now, I bring out the best in everybody. Now everybody knows I'm a weirdo. <laughs> oh, well, I think anybody who collects video games heavily probably has a few little quirks. Yeah, and I've got plenty. Yeah, yeah, see, it's fine. It makes it more interesting. I mean, it would be pretty boring if you were just like, and this game sold 10 million copies, and I'm like, do 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 well, I was, but see, I was planning on just letting you do that. I was going to just, I was going to try. But like I said, in my marriage, I expected like kind of the same thing. I was like, I will be like disciplined and strict. And I will one day, this is before I met my wife. And I'm like, and I'm sure she'll be the crazy one. And I'll be the, the, the normal one because that was the pattern. And what I realized early on in our relationship was I was the crazy one. Like, and she was the one who was going to keep, uh, keep things together and keep me on point. And then I was like, oh, that works so much better. It's, <laughs> this is so much easier when I'm not trying to wrangle someone else's stuff. So, yeah, I appreciate how hard your job is and having to deal with me. Oh, um, yeah. And my, like, my wife would sympathize with you. It's so terrible. <laughs> I mean, really, other than, you know, you know, your little bit of ranting, you're pretty good. She's just going to wrangle you in sometimes. But other than that, that's all good. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody, that's our personal story on Collector's Quest. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about conventions now? Yeah, see, I'm sorry, guys. I let I let down on the wrangling there. Yeah, but I knew. I, I, I knew I was dragging you out into the deep water. It's fine. Sometimes you just got to go with it. I'm a little hopped up on sugar. Yeah, well, and I knew that too. I'm like, oh, man, she's she hasn't slept and she's hopped up on sugar. I can get away with anything today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the mother with all the kids running around, and I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah. You burn the house down. It's fine. I'm tired. <laughs> could sense it i i smelled blood and i went after it all right a okay. anyways so what are your tips on being on the other side or actually the one i'd like to start with is what did you find the biggest difference was in your experience being on the other side well the the biggest difference i think now is that vendors do talk to each other and they know each other like when you're shopping you never see them like necessarily talking to each other or communicating or you don't know how well and maybe it's just like specific to this one event that I've vended. But yeah, they were all talking and uh I feel like the vendors give pretty good deals to each other. Okay. Um and and you kind of the talk is a little more honest about the pricing and stuff. Like what you paid for it and like what they could do. Like, oh I picked it up for like thirty five, so even though it's a seventy five dollar game, if you wanted it for forty, I could probably, you know, whatever for you. Like it was those kind of deals. Awesome. I'm, not, I'm not saying every vendor did it, but uh, some of these people I was around, I was at, around them last time and were kind of building a rapport. And like just even the guys I was uh, sharing a booth with, you know, that kind of stuff was going on. So that was really cool. It was uh, 
it was nice. It was like you were getting the the friend hookup that you would give to friends, and yeah, we're all becoming friends. So that's good. It was nice. That was like kind of the different thing. It wasn't uh, like a shopping thing where I was like, okay, here's what my price point is, and this is what this guy's price point is, and how are we going to battle? And is is there room to meet somewhere in the middle, or like who's going to win the the price fight? And there was none of that with uh, the other other vendors. So that's like kind of the other side of the curtain that I got to see. I mean, there was still some haggling course but it uh it was not as uh, ferocious well that's that's interesting because i guess you would think it would be kind of maybe a little bit more tense yeah uh maybe like especially because my livelihood does not depend on this i was just doing this with my doubles but maybe theirs does i don't know if this is what they do all the time or not or if they're a store or what i also have uh, a bit more respect for what these uh ladies and, and gentlemen go through like on a daily basis at convention and just dealing with like some of the crowds and like I said it was hot, and I guess you'll never know what you're going to get at each different convention you're going to go to. And then you also don't know what you're going to get out of your customers or people who just come to your booth and uh, like how they'll treat your property. That was like kind of a shocking thing to me. So this is going to be one of my tips and like why I did not give some people some deals when they asked. So okay. this is, I, I feel like, interesting. People would walk into the booth, and even if they weren't handling mine, like let's say they were handling Excitebike stuff or uh, the VGDB stuff, they were handling it a little bit carelessly, like being rough, or they just like toss it back on the table, not where it was placed. Like they just pick it up and they'll literally toss it at the table, just being generally disrespectful with the the merchandise. Yes. I was like, oh, I have no desire to give that person a deal. No, you would rather give it to somebody who's probably going to give it a good home and respect it, and you know, like want to have it in their collection as opposed to somebody who's just going to like throw it in a drawer and forget about it and get smushed. Yeah, well, it, not even if they may, maybe they'll take it home and take the best care of it, but just because they were like it was just rude. I just found it like uh, the negotiations began on a bad on bad terms, right? Because they were they were rude with the product, so then I was not happy. Right. Yeah, and that that was actually something I didn't really experience last time or maybe I didn't notice as much. So, that was interesting. So, I would say when you go into a booth, even before you talk to them, if they haven't engaged you yet and you're just like kind of browsing and like maybe the person's busy, kind of be respectful of the stuff because I would be talking to other people, but of course I'm watching the merchandise because, you know, theft is a thing that happens. Uh, a new thing for me, like, oh, yeah, you should common courtesy. Just don't be shitty to things you don't own. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so got some people like where I could have, where I definitely could have haggled. Like, there was a guy who wanted a game, and I just, I had it at $15. I didn't have anything super priced, and none of my stuff was in, like, shining new condition, right? But he was like, can I get it for 13 And I absolutely just refused to budge, just because he was disrespectful, not even to my stuff, to uh, to Excite by Game stuff. I was just like, no, no, I won't. And I didn't sell it to him, and then someone else came who was very polite and nice, asked for $13, and I told them yes, without a hesitation. Yeah, so you just got to be selective with your customers. Right, because at that point it became, I just didn't want to sell it to them. If they were going to pay what I immediately said it was, I would have just begrudgingly done it, but I was not willing to negotiate with that person at all. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. That was uh, like, so that's like your, your collector's tip there uh, from the other side. The other thing I would say is, you know, I think we talked about this last time, is the last day of the convention, go ahead and go look. There is a press at the last hour of the show, I feel like, when, when people feel like the door is closing. P- 
people come out and try and make the deals. What I noticed, and I didn't realize before, is a lot of the vendors come out and try to get deals with other vendors and stuff, too. That's like when they start making their deals. Okay. So you might be competing against someone who's got maybe a better cash flow than you. And if they're packing up and they're a store, and they know they're just taking it back to their inventory, maybe they're not going to be as willing to move to move it. I think the best time to probably, when this is really centralized to my experience there, I felt the most like I wanted to make a sale, like maybe three hours before the show closed. It was like after lunch. It was hot. People were kind of starting to filter out at that point. They'd seen enough. They'd been there for two days. That's when I was like, oh, I'll just make deals because I'm thinking about closing like soon, soon ish. And I just want to get rid of as much stuff as possible. But at the end, when I was already packing, you know, like you start to pack a little bit before it closes. People are like, oh, can I take that? I'm like, "Mm, it's $5. If you want it for exactly what I'm saying, then sure. If not, I'm not going to pull it out of this box. Yeah, and that's fair. And then because if you're already starting to pack up, you don't want to root for things. But if you can, before you start packing up and it's getting close, it makes sense. It's less stuff to drag home, right? Right. Um, like I said, my experience is a little bit different because I'm not a store or anything and I wanted to move as much stuff as possible. But if I was going back to a store and I knew that I just had customers or another convention next week, I probably wouldn't be cutting deals right then unless I needed to for my bottom line. But if I'd done all right and it was kind of a busy convention, I think people in general were doing okay. I would not have been wanting to cut deals. And I think the, uh, running knowledge is, Go on the second day or the last day of the show, people want to make deals, and I'm sure they do, but when is that deal most likely to happen? I would say like a couple hours before, like two hours before it closes, not the last hour. Okay, interesting. Yeah, if you were looking for the exact right time, that's I'm theorizing. There's no science behind it, but this is just what I observed. Okay, well, your observations are good since you were there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel like they were good, but maybe I totally missed Mark. Maybe you disagree with me. If if you are someone who vends often and you find that what I'm saying is like completely uh, wrong, just out of left field, then let, let me know. Let us know. Tell everybody because uh, we want to get the best knowledge out there. Fair. Very fair. Any other tips or tricks to kind of that are different from last time or some new additions from last time? Here are some of the other things. It is definitely better to go to a convention in a group. There's something to be said for dragging your significant other who really doesn't want to be there uh around with you that's cool but if you can go with a another group of collectors those were the people i saw having the most fun is people who were traveling in large groups i think maybe there's some idea of competition and you know everyone's looking for deals but i saw people helping each other out and those were the people i I observed having more fun than the people who were just by themselves or had their wife or their husband in the background just like on their phone kind of like when are we going to get out of this booth right Yeah, so I would say if you can take a team with you, don't worry about the competition. You'll help each other, and uh, you'll probably have more fun. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Yeah, and I had more fun with more people. So with Eric and Nick there this time, I had more fun than when it was just Nick and I. And then like all the other people, we met um, Archon Turtle came over to our booth, and he hung out a lot. I mean, we had a lot of people coming to hang out, so that was really nice. Oh, well, so I guess the going in a group with like-minded interests works both ways, uh, for both sides, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. I would say uh, if you can do that, that was great. If you can't, I totally understand. But, like, I used to go, uh, like, mission-focused. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to this convention. I've got my bottle of water. My, I've got cash in this pocket and this pocket, and which is something I do. Uh, because you don't want to pull out all of your money in front of a vendor. Yeah. So I, I, 
have like a, a smaller pile in a different pocket, just mission focused. Like, okay, I'm going, I'm just looking for all the deals. And that was fine, but I would also get through conventions kind of fast and just be like, all right, I'm done. And like, right. I wasn't really enjoying the experience. I was just like trying to find the game, find the game, whichever <sighs> game it happened to be. Okay. Good so, to know. Yeah. Though, I mean, I did do a little bit of that, but not, not as much this time. <laughs> you, you, you played with your friends more this time. Yeah. And that was better. That was a better decision. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yep. That was, uh, that was definitely different side of the experience um, than what I was used to. Yeah. Also just um, back to the point of not being rude with the merchandise. Don't be, don't be a dick. Like when you walk up, there was uh, some people who were just like rude. You know, talk to me like I'm a shopkeep. Like, you know, understand you're a customer, but understand that I also don't give a shit. Like if I don't yeah. sell this to you, nothing happens to me. There's zero consequence in my life. If I it don't sell this to you. It just goes back home with you and sits in the closet, right? Right. And, uh, I'm not going to be more poor. It's not going to affect my buying ability. Just would not sell it to some people because they were like pretty rude. I, there was a few people who were particularly rude that I just wouldn't make a deal with. And they asked like a game, like, how much is this game? And I knew it was a $10 game. I'm like, it's $30. And like, that's overpriced. I'm like, that's your price. <laughs> there are other people's prices and there are your prices. Yeah, there was one guy who was pretty peeved about that. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, bye. Like, I mean, I don't want to be rude to anyone either, but I'm also not going to just tolerate you being rude to me for no good reason. Right. That makes sense. And I, I'm usually pretty genial at these things. I'm like, usually, I think people would say if you came to the booth, maybe you will agree or disagree, but I was probably inviting and warm. That's at least what I was going for. Maybe it was awkward and weird. I don't know. But I, in my head, it was warm and inviting. Okay. Well, that's good. It, it maybe it, I'm sure it was correct. Uh, maybe. They're You're like, like I, I, don't, I don't know. Everybody's like, what was wrong with Johnny? Did you see? It was so weird. Well, I guess that's one way to get listeners. Yeah. What so, was wrong with him? Yeah. What is wrong with that guy? So many things. We don't. We definitely will derail the show if we go into it. Okay, did you do any voices while you were there? I may have. <laughs> I I may have, and I'm going to tell you the truth. There was a few requests. Ah, I love it. So that was awkward. Yeah, I was like, to do the voice where you were where you're talking about people who emulate. Then they were like reminding me. I was like, okay, let me see if I get the right one. Oh, well, see, people really do appreciate the voices on the podcast. I think some people do. I, I don't know. Maybe everyone does. Maybe no one does. Uh, maybe people were just being nice. Who no. Knows? No, I think they appreciate it. I appreciate it. I get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the convention was really good. That's kind of uh, my brief rundown. That's If you want some other convention tips, go listen to Episode 7 where we talked about it. And I think these episodes will bookend well together. Yeah, and it's nice to see it from both sides because, you know, it's things that I was kind of curious about and I don't know that I would have thought about. Yeah, and um, for anybody who's going, there's another one in Ontario down here in Southern California, not uh, Canada, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, I was like, in Ontario? How do I no, not know about yeah, this? No, not not by you. We have an Ontario out here. Okay. Um, And it's nothing like your Ontario. It's horrible. Okay. Well, maybe it's fine, but it's like kind of out in an area of California that I don't find to be particularly nice looking. Okay. So it's like all deserty and brown, where I'm sure your Ontario is very lush and green and cityscape. Well, yeah, when it's not in the winter now. Ontario is a big province, so there are places that are more rural. Okay. 
is there it ever like that are city? Is it ever brown? And well, deserty? I mean, in the winter it's, it's snowy, so it's white. Okay, yeah. See, Ontario is just like brown. Oh no, no, it's not like that. It's like, oh, the many shades of golden brown of Ontario, because California <laughs> is actually a desert. <laughs> this we have just put so much water into it that it turns green once in a while, but really it, it should be brown. Okay, interesting. Yep. So yeah, there's another one out here that's run by the same people who I think do a, a very good job at SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. They're hosting at a, a bigger location, so that'll be cool. I don't know if I'm going to vend at that one, but I might just pay in for the booth with some other guys who are going to vend just to hang out and have like a home base. Yeah, you know, so that... you enjoyed it last time, so kind of a, another take on it. Yep, and then um, everybody who's going to Portland Retro Gaming Expo, which comes out, you know, the end of October, which is not too far away now. We're getting closer to it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like it's going to be October before we know it. Yep, and I there are already plans in the work for at least several of the SoCal people to try and get up there. So if you guys are thinking of going, if anyone is thinking of going to listen to this show, let us know because we are planning meet and greets and get togethers and dinners. Like we had, we took people out to, we didn't take them out, but we all went out to dinner. Like after the show, we had people hang out with us. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh, good. Well, it'd be nice to hear about everybody at this one and and see if you kind of have the same sort of experience. Yep, and I, I think uh, we talked about it earlier, but so the listeners know, I think we'll bring some of those people on. we got some interesting topics and uh, a lot of uh, veteran collectors to kind of share their insight with us. So look forward to that coming up and also some more sega e episodes, not, not so Nintendo-focused. I know we've been pretty Nintendo-heavy lately. Yeah, it's good to break it up. Yeah, so we that is coming as well. And let's do the other thing we do, Kat. What did you play this week? Um, I played some Chips Challenge, finally. You did it. You I did, it. did um, it. I still like it. I don't think I could play it for hours on end like I used to, but definitely it's good, kind of like fun. I think it's nice that it will be um, on my computer in my office because I feel like it's a good kind of break up the I'm frustratedness. <laughs> yeah, give yourself a 10, 20-minute break. Yeah, so no, I, I'm really glad. I'm glad that I didn't play it and was like, oh, I absolutely hate it. So in that respect, I'm I'm definitely happy with it. I, I'm looking forward to putting some more time in it, and maybe that'll change. Who knows? But I think it's safe to say I'll probably still like it. That's cool. I'm I'm glad you liked it. Something that that nostalgia thing can be pretty scary because you're like, I remember really liking this, and I'm gonna turn it on. I hope I don't hate it. And I it's I've had it go that way before. You're like, this is terrible. Why did I ever like this? It's almost like you you were better not to. Right, exactly. And not ruin it. <laughs> yeah, just keep it keep it mint and package. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's all good in that department. It was this time it worked out. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. What have you been playing? Anything, or have you been too busy with the convention and everything? I was too busy with the convention. Um, yeah, like Friday I started pricing. Thursday I was like working late, trying to get. My wife's also throwing a baby shower for a friend, so. We're, like she was in the middle of planning that. I was helping her with that. And that's what all this week's going to be. So hopefully I find some downtime to finish playing Final Fantasy. That's what I want. I'm like halfway through it. I just want to beat it. Yeah, you're itching to get it done, right? I am. I'm like, and it, it's just sitting there on that ridiculous large TV <laughs> by my chair. My wife is like, we need to move this chair out of the living room before the baby shower. I was like, well, then I guess we need to find me some time to finish Final Fantasy because that's when that happens. <laughs> so we are we are battling about this. She wants me to play Final Fantasy as much as I want me to play Final Fantasy right now. Because <laughs> she wants the chair gone. Right. Right. The okay. chair and the TV. She wants that space cleared. Okay. Well, I would like an update on who won this. 
Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. I, she wants to put up woodland theme decoration. That's the theme of this baby shower. I didn't know yeah. that could be a theme for a baby shower. Seems weird to me. I know nothing about little people, so I have no idea. So we'll just go with it. Yeah. Well, it seems weird. Like, like the idea to me is like, oh, if this is where you're placing a baby in the middle of a forest. And that seems weird to me. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not that's not the point is to celebrate the pregnant lady who's about to have that. But then, I don't know. Like the whole woodland theme is weird. You just don't get it. I don't, and I don't particularly like baby showers in general. Uh, it's one of those things I was really, I'm very progressive and I, you know, very much uh, am against all forms of sexism until I like thought about this. And then I was like really happy that sexism used to exist here. Like, no, this is only girls and boys don't have to go. I was like, yes. <sighs> and now You're I'm like, like, thank you. Yeah. But now everyone's like, oh no, that's that, what an antiquated idea. The men of course can come and it's at your house. So yeah, we should all be here. And I was like, Oh, but I don't want to. <laughs> and it, and I mean, I don't think I ever wanted to, but I always had this built in like, hey, you're a man, you don't have to. Right. And uh, I don't have that anymore. And uh, yeah, so I'm like, what is a good reason? Oh my God, I don't have a good reason. Hell I, no. Yeah. Ugh, my <laughs> wife is going to make me. Damn it. So that's where I am. right. Well, I guess it could be worse. That's okay. Do you want to know what I did to soothe my wounds? Not play Final Fantasy, apparently. No, I just bought an <laughs> F-ton of games at the video game convention. That is the other best thing about going to convention, guys. Here's a tip. You get to buy cool things. You get to see things you didn't uh, know were there. You get to find cool stuff that you weren't thinking about. Also, sometimes this magical thing happens where you find something like, and I didn't get this when I meant to try and get it, but like a beautifully boxed power pad that you would really want for your collection, but you know it's going to be like $30 to ship the stupid thing? Yes. The shipping cost goes away. You can just take it with you. Yes, which is really nice. So right. did you buy anything really big then? I didn't. I wanted to. I wanted to buy this power pad, but someone got it before I could. Oh. But I did find um, a Dungeons & Dragons the for the PS3. That was only a download here, but this is the Japanese copy where they actually had a disc version of it. So that okay, was cool. Yeah. Just because I like to buy the Dungeons and Dragons games because nerd, um, yeah. That so I got to buy that. So that was cool. And I wasn't looking for that. I just happened to find that. So that that's the other good thing. So I bought like that. I bought a bunch of PS2 RPGs, some survival horror games. I think about like 25 games or something. So it was kind of a lot, but it was mostly PS2. About Kirby's Dreamland. That was cool. Awesome. Because I remember I told you I didn't know if I had the first or the second one. Yeah. I was missing the second. I was missing the first one. Had the second one, and I had pinball. And I guess I'm missing Kirby's block and ball too, which I I guess I didn't know about until I looked. All right then. Do you know that one? No, I don't think I do. I'm trying to like place the the cover on it. It's kind of like a weird cover. I'm gonna have to Google it. Yeah. Um. I didn't know, and I'm pretty sure it was released in the U.S. But yeah, like I'm I'm like 90% sure, 99 even. Okay. But yeah, so that, I didn't know I needed that one, so I thought it was done, but I'm I'm not. One more Kirby game to go. Oh well, I guess good thing about finding the uh, the you know the convention and figuring it out, right? Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, lots of good stuff. I also got uh, some DS RPGs. I got like Azuna, the Unemployed Ninja. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, and that's like an RPG, and I also I got one and two, and those are kind of hard to find. So yeah, anyways, that that's what I bought. That's that segment of the show. 
And I know you didn't get to buy anything. I know you were super busy and then gone all weekend. Yeah, no, I know. I, I will catch up someday, maybe. Well, it's I have coming. lots of games, so I'm not hurting. <laughs> no, the fall is coming though, and that's oh, yeah. that's that's the buying season. The end is near. Yeah, cool. I, I'll make up for it. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for us today. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, anything you want to plug? Anything we need to know about? No, I'm out of candy, so it's time to go to bed. Out of, you heard it here first, guys. Out of candy, time to go to bed. <laughs> my sugar, uh, my sugar high is wearing off, and now I'm getting to like that crash point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I do want to mention: like three people finally came up to me and mentioned the music in the show. Oh, you must be so happy. I am. I and I know people don't know this, but it's a bone of contention. Like I select these things pretty carefully, and I kind of obsessively pick over which one I want to go, even if it's. Maybe not the perfect song. Sometimes I just can't find the right one. But yeah, three people came up and said they appreciate it. So that that kind of made my my convention too. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I do hear often about the the lack of uh, music comments. I do. I'm like, God, man. I thought someone like that one was per- like I did. Careless whisper. Like no one, no one, guys. Like, come on. See, people do appreciate your music choices. As I'm, I I told you, I was sure that they did. Yes, and you were 100% right. I was like. People were talking about us, so I put Careless Whisper as the intro. <laughs> it, it's all linked together. The sequel episode was Oops, I Did It Again, because sequels, come on. There's a link. There's a tie there. <laughs> well, somebody finally got it. Yeah, I was pleased. Anyway, let's, uh, let's break it down. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And you can find me at Johnny underscore I-U-C-C-I on Instagram. You can also find us at GameOverJohnny.com. That's where uh, the theoretical blog I have that I don't update lives. And you can use the hashtag CQPix to uh, get noticed and called out on the show if anyone ever does that. <laughs> well, I mean, we really dropped the ball on like pushing that, but you could still do it. I'm going to look. Maybe I'll call someone out as a winner you know, in the recording the bump, the bumper before the show. Okay, sounds good. All right, bye everybody. We will probably be gone for Labor Day weekend for anyone here in the states, because I want that three day weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Good night.